0: It's been of uh, working here in the studio at the house and uh, doing the show. Uh, not only is it centrally located, and uh, with all the travel and such that we do, so I can get out and get on the road and move around and such. But uh, when things uh, come to the house, um, you know the security cameras go off, and I can see on the monitors uh, what's you know coming up. You know if somebody's just turning around in the driveway or whatever. Uh, so during the break, my camera went off, and I'm like, well, who's this?" You know. Oh, my God, it arrived. Did you see the picture I just posted? No, find it now. Oh, I just arrived. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I've been waiting for this for a while. I've always wanted my lawn to look like a ball field. You know where they got the the different striping? Oh, goodness. Oh, I've ordered this a while ago, and it finally came today. I tell you what, uh, if I put the camera below, I'm not wearing pants right now. Uh, it's awesome. So I got the Lawn Grass Groomer for my John Deere tractor. What this does, it's a brush. It's kind of like a street sweeper, but it's a brush. You lower it down, and it it brushes the lawn. It like literally like grooms your lawn. It's not like a roller where it mats it down to one side. This is a groomer. It grooms the lawn. It's supposedly better than anything else that's on the market. So I, I, I went ahead, and it's only like $150. Bucks. It's not bad, so I went ahead and bought it. But my cousin started, he bought one of those what they call lawn stripers from Big League Lawns. It's a little roller you attach to your push mower, and it goes on the back of your mower, and it rolls as you, you know, do your lawn. But this thing actually grooms your lawn. It brushes it, and it'll brush debris out of your yard and everything as well, you know. So, oh, and I got to cut my grass today. So you talk about, I wouldn't drive through my neighborhood this afternoon because I'm going to be the only guy on a John Deere tractor with no pants. I'm going to be that happy. I can't wait. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm excited for when you finally get to use it next June. Oh, man, yes. No, I'm, I'm giddy now. You know why I, I got to do the whole lawn thing so fast? and uh, Now I'll be doing it once a week uh, easily, even though the grass isn't growing as fast anymore. It's because the trees I have in the yard, now they're going to start. Uh, the, the big purplish maple tree out front is already stop, starting to drop its leaves. And it, once that thing lets go, you can't even see green. There's so many leaves in the yard. It just it it just crushes it. So I got to do it now, pretty constantly. Like every Tuesday or Wednesday, I got to cut the grass, regardless if it needs it or not, because I got to scoop up all the leaves and then dump them. You know. So anyway, there you have it, Uh, and that's my big you know to do today. I'm sure people are out there rolling their eyes, going, "What the hell?" You know. Uh, Makeup, (laughs) makeup. Oh, God. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Give us a shout. Uh, Give us a buzz. Uh, this is from Mark, who says, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady going at one another. Wouldn't it be ironic if this turned out to be a battle of the defenses? I think it is. I think it is, to be quite honest with you. I, I think it is a, a big deal. I think it is going to be one in the trenches. By the way. By the way, Greg Allman, uh, not Greg Allman, but Greg Allman, he covers the Buccaneers for the Athletic, uh, he just tweeted out that Donovan Smith, the big tackle for the uh, the Buccaneers, practicing today. Now, he was he was listed as doubtful for this game, but he's practicing today with a brace on that right elbow. So if he can go, that's a big deal on the offensive front to protect Tom Brady. Uh, Did not, however, see Chris Godwin or Julio Jones at practice. Other players listed on the report was uh, Leonard Fournette, Miller, Gage, Perriman, McCollum. They all seem fine. They're all there, but they're on the report. But the big news today was that Donovan Smith, their big tackle, he is back at practice today and trying to to give it a go. There you go. But uh, no Chris Godwin, no Julio Jones at practice, and obviously no Mike Evans. So, But with Leonard Fournette ailing somewhat, uh, and then uh, those three receivers not right now being a part of the arsenal for for Tom Brady, makes things a little difficult. Makes things a little difficult. So 877 867 you want to hit us up, do it. Um, yeah, going back to the, the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers things, wouldn't it be ironic if it was a battle that was won by the defenses? I've said that all along. I think this is going to be a game that's one in the trenches defensively because it is going to be, if, you are, if you're Tampa Bay, you don't have to double anybody. So your concentration becomes man-to-man on the outside or zone coverage and stuff the run. Stop, stop the run game. Stop the dynamic duo that is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Stop them. That's what you're right now looking to do. Before it used to be you got to pick your poison because if you're going to double up somewhere, that means you're either going to pull a safety or a corner or nickels or whatever, and then single high, and then you've only got one guy down in the box to stop the run and this and that because you had receivers that you had to cover and Devontae Adams. Now you don't have to – you're not doing that with anybody. You could almost play a, a, a soft zone. You play a cover two if you had to. And then just stuff the box and you'd be good to go. So that's going to be the big thing for Tampa Bay. For the, for the Packers – The Packers, it's going to be, obviously, you want to stop Leonard Fournette because the guy is a bowling ball with feet. But what you want to do is you want to pressure Tom Brady. He is not in any way, shape, or form a mobile quarterback. You just saw him get the hell beat out of him down in in New Orleans. They came after him. Now, he made him pay with the weaponry that he had. But uh, if you can get to him, you can get some errant throws out of him. And had Jameis Winston not basically thrown the game away, it might have been a different game. You know? So right now, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay, they're, they're ailing when it comes to weaponry. So th- I believe you're probably more right than you know when you say it tongue-in-cheek that this game is going to be one of the defensive trenches because right now you got to figure you got Brashard Perryman, uh, Scotty Miller, um... Russell Gage you know that's kind of it Jalen Darden you don't you don't have a lot Akeem Hicks is pretty much out for this game you would assume you know so they they don't have a lot of dudes man they just signed Cole Beasley to the practice squad does he then get elevated to the roster right away Well, we'll have to wait and see but uh but yeah you yeah I think I think you're more right than you know this game is going to be one of the defensive trenches. I For the, for the first time in a long time, when do, when do we say, you know, hey, man, we've got to look for the defense to do this? Not the offense. It's not going to be the matchup of Devonta Adams downfield or Aaron Rodgers has to do this or this or this. It's going to be the defense has to get Tom Brady off his mark. If they do, they're going to win the game. They can force him into maybe an errant throw, get a couple of three-and-outs, give him some frustration, give the offense some confidence, you know, the better the defense plays, the easier it is as a play caller to say, you know what, maybe we can take a couple of shots. Let's take a couple of risks, see what happens. You know, if they pay off, there's huge payoffs. Huge payoffs because our defense is playing really well. So this is a game, I think, you know, when you sit right down and go, okay, this is where I think the game is going to be won. I, be- I You're absolutely right. I think it's going to be won in the trenches. I think it's going to be won in the trenches. 877-867-1670. Top of the hour. Start getting your fantasy football questions in. Paul Charchian is going to be joining us. The charge is back for yet another week of fantasy football, and we're going to bring it all to you. So if you got questions, you got thoughts, go ahead and give it. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. Call them 414-455-4451, any of their locations, 414 414- Four five five four four five one. If you're feeling moody, if you're feeling sluggish, if you're feeling tired, you don't have that motivation, you don't have that drive to get up out of bed, get out and do anything physical, or you know what to go do with the bow chicka bow bow. It could be some low T issues as well when it comes to uh, being a guy that's over the age of thirty. Call him four one four four five five four four five one. Or this goes to any of you. Doesn't matter what age you are. If uh, you're sitting there right now and you're looking down, going, man, I got a case of tank ass. Whew! Need to get rid of this. Uh, you give them a call. They can help you out. The All in One Weight Loss Program. It works, but you can't do a damn thing if you don't pick up the phone. 414 455 4451. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports
1: Zone Radio Network.
0: Michael show, final hour of the program, but we're not done yet by any stretch of the your imagination. you going to hear Matt LaFleur coming up here in just a little bit. Listen to what he has to say before the Packers went out to practice today. And in the meantime, uh, talk a little bit more about the return of David Bakhtiari and what that may or may not mean. Uh, Mark Daniels joining us, WNFL in Green Bay. Mark, how you doing, pal? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm great. Uh, so let's start off by uh, talking a little bit about Bakhtiari's return today. I, I, if anything, is there any significance to this other than the fact that they're, as Matt LaFleur said, they're just trying to get him back as quick as possible?
1: No, I don't think there's anything much beyond just that he appeared and took part in the individual drills that just left Clark Kinkle Field after, you know, they throw us out of there after the first 10 minutes or so of viewing. And then whether or not he participates beyond that to uh, what extent – I think is immaterial. Uh, I, clearly, if he's practicing once a week, he's not ready to play. Uh, and they're just going to try to do everything they can to get him to ready to play. And I know it's bothersome to Lafleur and it's uh, irksome to the fans. But we got to keep asking this guy's—you know—an all-pro left tackle and a big part of this team. And when he returns, they will be better, assuming he's better.
0: The uh, the the receiving core a little bit nicked up. Randall Cobb out with an illness. So Lazard with the ankle, who we saw it kind of got aggravated in the game the other night. And you've got Sammy Watkins with a hamstring. How bad do you think this is right now? I don't think it's terrible.
1: Those guys were limited yesterday. Uh, Lazard and Watson were both on the side today. Cobb's still out, uh, but it just seems to be... You know, the position of the week in two cities, both based, Uh, you know, they're wiped out in Tampa and uh, hurting a little bit here in Green Bay. But my guess is uh, everyone will be available for the Packers on Sunday.
0: The uh, the loss of Mike Evans, obviously, they don't have Julio Jones, Chris Godwin nursing some issues. Uh, we know Tom Brady can make a lot of magic, but how, how much can he make with guys other than a guy like Scotty Miller out of guys that just aren't normally those go to th- weapon threats, so to speak?
1: Well, Russell Gage has caught a few balls. Uh, Bashar Perriman's a former Niner. We heard about Miller. They picked up Cole Beasley. You know, Brady's made a career of playing outside of that one year with Randy Moss, uh, you know, and a little, you know, production out of Edelman over the years. I made a career out of playing without, you know, top-level wide receivers. Uh, He just runs the offense. They execute it well. If they run it hard, you know, it can keep the Packers off balance. But uh, it's certainly something that swings it a little bit towards Green Bay's defense. I think this is going to be, has the makings for a a very low-scoring affair
0: much as we talk about the offense and Rodgers and Brady and such, really I, I keep going back to I think this game's one in the trenches defensively. Whoever puts the most pressure on a quarterback stops the run and really dictates the game is probably going to win this thing. That being said, I, the first game the Packers defensively did not look good. The second game they looked a lot better, especially in between the first and the last drive of the Bears. Did Matt remember when Matt LaFleur went at, at halftime after that Detroit game, second game of the season last year, to Joe Barry and said, hey, you better dial something up. you got to get a little more aggressive. Did something like like that happened do we know that suddenly they became more aggressive or did they just start feeling it against a very one-dimensional offense in the chicago bears
1: i think that had a lot to do with it they'll tell you the truth we haven't seen joe dial things up much uh, as far as the pressure packages he's been reliant Basically, on, on Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary to win off the edge. And if they can, you know, collapse the pocket a little bit with the guys inside, that's getting it done. But I have a feeling this might be the week where we might see a little more creativity in in that regard. But, I no, I don't think anything's, uh, you know, flipped a switch to, to change the way they play defense down to down.
0: Go back to David Bakhtiari. Do you expect him back this weekend?
1: No. No. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'd be to be surprised if he played, but uh, I, I don't think so. And, you know, we're getting to that four-week window where, you know, they could have just, you know, kept him on the pup, but uh, then again, he wouldn't have been able to practice either, and he'd be like Kylan Hill who's just running around on the side every day, and that's about it. So they are getting him some work, but I, I just can't imagine he's ready to play a 60-minute football game. Uh, that might be a little while. And if he does come back and he just might get, you know, a couple series or whatever, just to kind of get the feet wet, kind of like they did with the Detroit game last uh, year. Uh, Nyman hasn't been terrible at left tackle. He's holding his own. Uh, but so there, there might be a couple of different avenues to go. But to uh, expect him to go out there and play, you know, whistle a gun in and, and Raymond James on a hot day, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so either. Now, my next question is at what point. Do you expect him, I guess, to be back? And like you said, maybe he's on somewhat of a pitch count because I this is kind of a non-story to me for the most part, only for the fact that Yash Nyman played so well last year and there was only 26 snaps that David Bakhtiari actually had. And it really wasn't a major issue throughout the season. I thought Yash Naiman played admirably for what he was asked to do. So uh, maybe it's just for the fact that we're trying to get the All-Pro back. We want to see him back in the field. We want to see him performing at an All-Pro level. But to me right now, that's kind of a moot point, isn't it?
1: Right now, yeah, but I, I think the plan is to make sure they have him uh, as close to prior performance. You know, we're talking, you know, two thousand, you know, eighteen, two thousand nineteen, uh, by the last six games of the season and into the playoffs. These guys are, you know, in the picture. That's their hope, uh, and if they get that, I think they'll be very happy.
0: So uh, this game, this contest coming up down there. Aaron Rodgers traditionally doesn't play well in Florida. And then when he was asked, you know, what's the biggest obstacle to to some of the you know issues they've had, he said it was the field. How in the hell do you prepare for the field? You know,
1: that's come a couple of times uh, in the last couple of weeks. He was talking about surfaces last week, and he's talking about how uh, Raymond James is uh, a little chunky at times because it gets so much play college games high school games everything else so it can be a problem but uh you know uh, i don't think that's the reason they've uh, struggled uh, when the temperatures soar above uh, 80 85 degrees
0: so how do you see this one going give give me if you had to give me kind of that that breakdown synopsis of the packers taking on the tampa bay buccaneers how do, how do you see this one happening
1: you know, I think instead of uh, some of the wide zone runs we saw against the Bears where they got to the edge and turned things up, this is going to be a, a more of, a, I think, a Dylan game, a hammer game, run right at Vita VA, run right at Levante David, and Devin White, uh, rather than having those guys chase things down because they can't. Uh, so I think if they can muscle up, I thought the Saints ran the ball pretty well uh, last week against them. Uh, and they're going to have to at least get comfortable – You know, manageable play-calling situation, second down and medium, third and no longer than six or seven because Todd Bowles will bring heat. These guys get after the quarterback really, really well. Their pressure packages are well designed, well disguised, and well executed. So uh, the secondary's solid. I look for uh, you know a short, rhythmic, get it out of the hands, quick kind of game from Aaron Rodgers. But I, th- I think they'll be able to move the ball um, defensively. Uh, uh, you know, if the secondary picks up where they left off. Granted, they completely eliminated a horrible passing game with Chicago. But and if it's nondescript wide receivers. Maybe they will match up a little more, man, this week. Uh, And then concentrate on getting to Brady. He's not going to run around like Justin Fields. Uh, and If they can collapse the pocket hurry his process, it plays into the Packer hands pretty well. So, again, uh, a a rising defense against a really good defense. Two receiving fours that are nicked up. Uh, Like I said, uh, first to 20 uh, may get out of this one with a win.
0: The uh, go, go, I want to go back to Aaron Rodgers for a minute, and with the passing game, you know, a few guys ailing, you know, on a few nicks and, and such injuries. Some of them, when you talk about hamstrings, they can be so fickle, and you got to be so careful with them. But is Aaron Rodgers? Do you get the sense that over the first two games, is getting any more comfortable with the young guys and the way things are, not having the safety blanket of Devonte Adams, or is this just right now? because t- at times when I listen to him talk, he just seems like a frustrated guy right now.
1: I don't know if he's frustrated. I think he's trying hard to stay patient with these young guys, uh, see how they continue to develop. But yeah, the days of 15 targets to one guy and a handful or less to everyone else are, are long gone. I mean, last week, no one had more than four, but, uh, you know, five or six guys had two to three catches. That's how it's going to work. I think for the time being, uh, and, and make sure you are able to capitalize when shots are available. Um, Look for Tanyan to kind of have an interesting day today. I think he might be a busy target for Rodgers uh, against this Tampa Bay defense. That might be one of those uh, more consistent, winnable matchups.
0: That, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, was at what point do you see more involvement, probably inside the, the red zone of Robert Tanyan? Because we saw him a couple of times get open, a couple of times get those, and he's obviously a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts and can get downfield. How much more do you see that tight end becoming more and more involved?
1: I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a process. But I I can see uh, the targets increasing, not just for for Bobby, but for DeGuarra or even, you know, Davis as well. Uh, I think teams are going to think about, you know, certainly dealing with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, clamping down on the perimeter, Lazard, Watkins, uh, but uh, at least, you know maybe the middle of the field uh, with tight end matchups a little more available. So I just think that might be a route that they're going to be looking at.
0: Always good to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate it, Mark. And uh, anything else you want to throw in there before I let you go?
1: No, uh, just looking forward to it. Uh, You know, these guys got to get over the, you know, I, I think this means a lot to them. I think there's a lot of quiet conversation about how they, you know, laid such an egg when they finally got the NFC championship game at home. Uh, and I don't think they've forgotten it, even though we're, you know, a year and a half removed. Uh, so I, I think this team's going to be uh, pretty riled up uh, to secure what would be a signature win early in the season.
0: Hey, real quick, before I let you go, the breaking story of the day, the Brett Favre stuff. Um, any reaction to any of this? I mean, obviously, we've we've all covered Brett Favre. We've all been there, done that. We've seen what's kind of gone on. But the fact that uh, the guy, the headmaster in all of this will say that was dispersing the funds and, and now pleading guilty in federal court, and the next uh the next you know the next target will say seems to be the the crosshairs are pointed at Brett Favre any reaction to all of this
1: no i just i just think Favre wielded influence with someone else who wielded influence to uh to do a really stupid thing uh and, and channel money that should go to where it should have gone to something uh seemingly as frivolous as a volleyball building because his daughter's mm-hmm. playing there it is a horrible look for Brett uh he's he's not immune to those he's had them in the past but this one is a nasty one could be very complicated if indeed they pursue anything beyond uh just uh the guy who uh you know cut that check uh a lot of back alley stuff that uh, was not very pleasant and like I said makes the gunslinger look bad
0: yep no doubt about it always good Mark we'll talk to you soon okay pal all right we'll see ya All right, buddy, there you go. That's Mark Daniels joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, giving us the lowdown. Yeah, you've got, uh, you know, uh, more than a few, the wide receiver, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, all missing practice today. Uh, Randall Cobb, uh, ill, uh, so he is not at practice, but everybody else is kind of nursing tweaks. They all practiced yesterday except for Randall Cobb, by the way. So it's not like all of a sudden everybody's just ailing. I think today is one of those days where they came out of pads, they gave him the day off. Rest up. Everybody should be should be ready to go uh, come Sunday. But uh, I think today was just. I, I know that it's kind of set the, the world on fire when you saw that. But it's kind of uh, kind of I think somewhat uh, somewhat of a moot point. So um, let's do this. We're going to hear from Matt Lafleur when we come back. Some of the things we'll discuss too. Some of the things that he had to say in his presser. Uh, obviously, some of them a little bit different than what's actually going on in the practice field as of right now. As he spoke a little bit earlier today, but we're going to hear from him coming up here in just a bit. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.